very, very good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Friday Live. I'm Jim. Is it Friday already? Friday and the last Friday in July. The last day in July. And this is Cheryl. Thanks for tuning in. We're happy to be here on this July 31st. and um, Which means tomorrow's August 1st. I'm totally in denial. This, in denial. For as... For as, as weird as this year has been it seems to be going fast you think it would go slower we're all we're all not doing much of anything right time has kind of stopped we're we're in limbo as they say and yet i i want to say it it should only be april 1st and it's Mm. august 1st i don't know it's just it seems like we were just uh sitting in the house on easter sunday playing music (laughs) i know know. that was three or four months ago you know what's funny though some of these stores have reopened and i I get out to get the grocery or maybe holiday they're celebrating well there's still easter candy there i thought you know how old that is and and things um you know little soft bunnies and i just uh, i took a walk today not that i went in anywhere but just took a walk and did some window shopping and a jeweler had opened and his display was still like little bunnies and really? little bunny earrings and like a finer there jeweler. probably will be no halloween this year no no which is good well it's kind of halloween <laughs> it's not i know my you favorite. but every day we're wearing masks That's maybe true. the masks will change like they'll get but very nobody's creative gonna, nobody's gonna take candy though no no, no they no, won't no send candy. them house to house yeah you well, hand out rubber gloves and see, i was way ahead of my time <laughs> where i would turn the lights out <laughs> And not answer the knocks on For the door. For years, there's been no Halloween in Jim's house. If I was the only one, well, and there were many times where I was the only one home because you would you had a vigil mass or something that you were That's just right. playing for All Saints Day. Mm-hmm. And I'd shut off all the lights and I'd go hide in, with a candle in my living room so no one could see <laughs> the family room so no one could see what I was home. So the, all the little ones would pass me by, mm-hmm. except well, now with our own little grandchildren. I would give them candy. Well, that's an exception. They're allowed to trick But that's treat. true. I mean, if this is going to continue on, so many things will be canceled. Well, we're not canceled, though. We're here for the next two hours, and we hope you can stay with us. Coming up a little later on this hour will be Leanne Thiemann, and she has written a series, actually, um, of Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and it's official Chicken Soup for the Soul, like the first time uh, Catholic. A Catholic book, yeah. Catholic so edition. And it's called I wanna... Everyday Catholicism. And she has, I think, her third in a series of four. Oh, wonderful. So she'll be joining us. Um, also, of course, Jim will be here with the weather. Uh, we're going to play Name That Catholic Tune this hour. And next hour, our gospel reflection. Our good friend, Father Jim Grogan, will stop by and give a reflection on Sunday's gospel, the multiplication of the fish and loaves. Mm-hmm. And then also next hour, our dear friend from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seo, with a senior spirituality moment. And words of wisdom. So we'll have all that in store, talk, music, and more. So we hope you can stay with us. But first we're going to pray. And uh, we've been praying this prayer for the United States of America. And again, my friends, I uh, highly encourage you uh, to uh, request. We ordered 5,000 of these, and we want to send them out to you free. So you will pray and invite others to pray for our country. Um, and, and when we pray the prayer, when we're concluding, uh, finished with our prayer time, I'll tell you how you can do that. But let's begin pray. in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit who chose Mary as your spouse, and God the Son who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary we adore your majesty 
and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. Amen. And we pr uh, pray our prayers as Holy Father asked us to pray a couple of years ago to pray to St. Michael and also the Subtum Presidium prayer the ancient prayer to our Blessed Mother, to pray specifically f uh, to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And we've been adding the intention to protect the country from the attacks of the, the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend, defend us, us in battle. battle. Be, Be our, our protection, protection against, against the, the wickedness and snares, and snares of the devil. The devil. May, May God, God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II. Pray, pray for, for us, Our Lady of Good Remedy. Pray, pray for us. Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Pray for, pray us. for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. So I remember on this day, July 31st, 1969. Mm -hmm. I, I was, was alive. I was flying to California all oh. by myself. I was 14 years old. <laughs> My mom and dad took me out to Kennedy Airport, put me on a plane <laughs> to L.A., wow. And off I went. To see your uncle. My uncle who lived out there in North Hollywood, my aunt and Aww, uncle, and cousin. Uh, my cousin Lori. And, uh, it was July 31st. And the interesting thing was I was out there for two weeks, and I was out there because it, it was in August, first week in August, 7th or 8th of August, during those Manson murders. Really? Yeah. Oh, my. I remember the big, big. It was a big to do out there because it oh, was, you know. Oh, sure, you were right. I was there out there yeah. by I, the valley. Yeah, sure. Mm. And oh, I, I wouldn't imagine you would have thought to save like the newspaper I headlines. I have them in the basement. No, really. I do have. I have <gasps> actually in the attic. Wow. I brought back a whole box of souvenirs. It's too hot now, but when it gets cooler, we can go into the <laughs> it's attic. Probably melted up and, there. <laughs> uh, but I did have a, have a box of souvenirs from when mm. I went out there. And I remember I was sitting on the plane. I was fourteen. And um, we call them flight attendants now, but they they were stewardesses then. Yes. The stewardess came by and said, "Would you like a drink?" Oh, gee. She, she must have thought I was twenty-one. 
Maybe she just a drink soda, water, No, no, juice. no. She meant alcohol. She well, came you it, was a booze, it was the booze cart. <laughs> Would you like a drink? Would you like a drink? I said, yeah. But yeah, I, I, and imagine that. I mean, you know, you get you get put on a plane and 14. fly. Mm-hmm. And I really don't remember my, didn't remember my uncle. He moved out there when I was, you know, four or five years old. So did you even know who to look for? Well, I had pictures. We had pictures yeah. then. We had photographs back <laughs> in those days. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is what Uncle Artie looks like. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I don't know how many people would do that today, although, you know, there are children who will fly, but the attendant will. There's a big procedure where they, they there's an attendant directly assigned to the child. Right, and, and they're overseeing watches, yeah, every little move. Yeah, in those days, I was just getting, just getting on. And I remember we went, It was we bought the ticket at the airport. Really? I still remember it was $227 on American Airlines. And I only remember that because Americans sponsored the Yankee games. Okay. And so we're driving into Kennedy Airport, and my father says, which airline do you want to fly? I said, well, I don't know. Let's go to America. And they, they see them on the Yankees. So, I mean, we had no pre-plans. It would just no. go there. Oh, here's there's a flight going to Los Angeles. Okay, let's put let's get on that one. Oh, my goodness. Like at the bus station. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. But today, it's such a And I a had never deal. been on a plane before. Never had traveled, really, except with my parents, but never by plane, and uh, flew across the country. And wow. I had a great time, though, because my, my uncle- Worked for Warner Brothers, and in those days, the movie theater, the movie studios actually owned the theaters. Mm-hmm. So Warner Brothers owned theaters, and the, he managed the theater. It was on, um, on Hollywood Boulevard oh, in you, Hollywood. Wow, you were right in the heart of right everything. Right in the heart of it, and I never forget. True Grit was playing with with the Glenn Campbell <laughs> and John Wayne. God rest his soul. And I I'd, I'd go with my uncle to the movie theater, and I'd, I'd watch that movie every day. I'd sit in the theater and you know just kind of hang out. I'd, I'd, I walked around Hollywood all by myself. I took a yeah. bus to L.A. I wouldn't do that today, and I'm 62. <laughs> you know, and I was just like you know just I was just. But in those days, I guess a different time. Course, Although the, there 60s. were the Manson murders, yes, <laughs> <that's right. laughs> wasn't that safe? Obviously, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a different, different era. Mm-hmm. Different. It was on this day in 1969. Anyway, that's that, where we were going with that. that. I flew to LA mm-hmm. so, and came back safely. Obviously. Yes, obviously you're still here. Uh, but don't forget, friends, you can order this prayer for our country. I'm going to hold it to the camera in case you're watching on our little TV there. And order a few of them. Hand them out to some that? of your friends, family members. Um, something creative, would they put it in your church bulletin? That's right. Which and that your people pastor could did, right? then cut it out and have their own copy, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, so and, go to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org, mm-hmm. and up in the top, uh, scroll your cursor over the prayer link, and a menu will drop down. Click on prayer for the U.S. and, and give us your name and your address and how many you want, and we'll get them out. Just get them out to you. I just dropped off. At the post office today, a big stack, you know, wonderful of because people have been requesting them, and we just encourage and they're beautiful. Them. They're it's like laminated. Yeah, it's a little four by six uh, yeah. postcard size. You can you can uh, put a magnet on it, put it in your refrigerator, keep it next to your nightstand before bed or mm-hmm. wherever your special prayer place is in your home. And, Goodness uh, knows the country needs prayers these next ninety some days. You know, I, I I know you haven't had time, but I've I've been watching, listening to on and off all week long. There've been different congressional hearings. Earlier this week, the attorney general had to go before Congress, and today, uh, Dr. Fauci and some of the other um, uh, task force people were before Congress, and they, some of these people just so nasty to them, nasty just the way they talk to them. And I think it's just horrible. There's no didn't respect. Any respect. Yeah, mm. you know, there's, there's, I would think there'd be a common courtesy, but 
I don't think so. I think common courtesy went out the window with common sense. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so we have to pray for our country. Need our, our country needs prayers, especially as we head toward the election and all of the situations that face us with the pandemic. You know, there, I mean, there is some good news to saying that a a vaccine is possible by the mm-hmm. end of the year and early, early, that early next year. That is in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. Johnson & Johnson gave a, a, a one dose to, to the monkeys, and the monkeys didn't get the virus. Now, is that so. the singing band, the monkeys? Yeah, the monkeys. Yeah, David yeah. Jo- that poor David Jones got him. So he's passed, right? David yeah. Jones is dead. Right. Mickey Dolans. <laughs> um, okay, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we're going to be joined by Leanne Thiemann and talk about everyday Catholicism. So you stay where you are, friends. There's more to come on Friday Live. All righty, welcome back, uh, and uh, we want to welcome to the program um, Leanne Thiemann, and she has uh, written, actually is in the process, I guess, of, of writing a series of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books, Everyday Catholicism, and uh, Leanne, I'm sorry, did I pronounce your name right? Is it Thiemann? Thiemann. Thiemann, okay, very good, and uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us. Uh, Bye-bye. The, I, as I, I shared with you earlier this week, I we had one of your books here, uh, Seeing God's Action in Our Lives, and it just so happens that this week I received another one in the mail. So this is now, you mentioned in your email to me, a, a series of books that you're writing. That's correct. Actually, um, Sophia Institute Press took stories from um, my already published Chicken Soup for the Soul, Living Catholic Faith, Chicken Soup for the Soul, A Book of Miracles, 
and Chicken Soup for the Soul Answered Prayers. And they have made a compilation of a four-book series called Everyday Catholicism, sharing stories from those three wonderful books. Wow. Leanne, that's wonderful. And let's rewind the tape a little bit, if we can, uh, and give a little background on this chicken soup. I, I know there's there's chicken soup for every walk of our life, but now, specifically Catholic, how did uh, that relationship uh, come about? Well, golly, my first book with Chicken Soup for the Soul was Chicken Soup for the Nurse's Soul. And since then, I've been blessed to write 14 chicken soup different chicken soup books. Okay. One of them had been um, Chicken Soup for the Christian Woman. Mm-hmm. And after that, that's when the Chicken Soup Enterprise called and said, we need one just for Catholics. Wow, fabulous. And I got so many fabulous stories from that that I called them and said, you know, these Catholics sent me so many stories, I could write one on miracles. And they said, okay. And we wow. did. And I said, I still have so many wonderful <laughs> stories from these Catholics. We could do answered prayers. Oh, and so we did. Excellent. And now, goodness, I'm so grateful and by blessed by God that they're making now from Sophia Institute a four book series of these as well. Oh, that's that beautiful. is wonderful. And again, I want to mention again, listeners, it is the publisher is Sophia Institute Press, and their address is sophiainstitute.com. And they're always so gracious to us by sending us these review copies. And then we are so happy to invite the authors on and join us uh, on the program to talk about them. So I'm sorry, again. I was going to say, Leanne, um, was any one of these books, if, if you were looking at all of them on the shelf, is there one that was your favorite for any particular reason? Either, you know, your favorite in putting together or you discovered everybody wants that particular one? Golly, of my 14 Chicken Soup for the Soul books, honestly, probably my favorite is Catholic um, chicken Soup at the time it, well, is to continues to be um, a secular publisher. Yes. So it, very often we have to sort of be very generic with our references. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when I could just bring it home and talk to Catholics, <laughs> and actually all Christian women and, and men have loved these these books as well. But when I could really you know speak my faith and 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 write to that, it was really exciting and truly really an honor. Now, the, the the Chicken Soup for the Soul series, you mentioned this has been out for a while, and um, many of our listeners, you know, I'm sure, are familiar with, with the title, the term, but maybe not have read uh, this, any of the series themselves. So what what is the concept behind this? Is just are These these are true stories, correct, that you, you compiled here? Absolutely. We just do a call-out. Now we can do it via email and the Internet mm-hmm. and ask people to submit true stories, and every story has to have an element of hope. Um, these are very uplifting, inspiring. It really is chicken soup for your soul, as we used to jo- joke about chicken soup for illness and, right. mm-hmm. and the body. Uh, they are always, and, and I'm so blessed because I read about 2,000 stories for each of the 14 chicken soup books I've written. So I have the best job in the world. I yes. bet. <laughs> yeah, you are lifted way up. And, you know, we need this today because I don't care what newspaper you pick up or what channel you flip through. The news is so depressing and so just, um, you know, it does, does anything but lift your spirits. That's right. And, of course, especially today, these have always been, I think Chicken Soup books have been around for over 20 years now. And more than ever today, we Mm. need these stories, true stories of hope. Mm. Just when people think, I wonder if I can do this, then they read these stories and realize 
Indeed, others can, and, and, and so can I. And, and with this Sophia Institute Press series, by the grace of God, yes, I can. Yes, yes. And I would imagine any of these books, someone's going to find a story, a scenario, a person, a relationship that is going to hit them close to home. There's going to be somebody that we can, or something we can relate to in every, every one of these. That is absolutely true. It's just almost a miracle in itself mm-hmm. how people find a bit of themselves in these stories. And even people who think they're not going to like this kind of a book, uh, they, they mm-hmm. read it. And indeed, they I, my email just tells me that, uh, and even phone calls that people leave me and thanking me for, for the hope. And that's kind of the bottom line that each of these stories bring. Yes. The most recent is Volume 3, uh, Hearing God's Answers in Our Lives. And uh, as I said, I mentioned to you in our uh, correspondence earlier today, uh, Sophia Institute, who was the publisher, um, sent us some, some little notes here. But they, they mentioned in here one of the stories about, I guess it's called My Son's New Job, about the mother of four daughters and a son who received the news that her son has decided to become a <laughs> priest. So, right. <laughs> tell us a little about that, that particular story. Oh, that was so good. Ever since he was a little boy, he wanted to work for NASA, and indeed he became a, an aeronautic engineer, and, and really was. Um, <laughs> um, and he had liked his job, and his mother was so anxious for him to get married and have grandchildren, and he called her in the middle of the night one night and said, um, and of course then she was kind of concerned, what's wrong? And he told her about, you know, the recent flood, and he told her, and he talked about whether he was going to, you know, get his transmission replaced in his truck. And finally, she said, what are you calling to tell me? And he said, I'm going to become a priest. (laughs) And she writes the story with such wit and humor that in her mind, she's thinking, priests work on Christmas. Mm. He would, you know, he'll never give me a grandchild. And so she even had this bit of a uh, jocularity kind of conversation with him at the time. And she said, you told me what you didn't want to be a priest. And he said, Mom, I was in the fourth grade, <laughs> and now I know I'm supposed to leave this lucrative career. Mm. And, um, and as every mother does, you want your children to be happy, so of course she supported him. And then the cute ending of the story was she's at the reception of his ordination. And um, somebody said, I wonder whether Father likes mustard or ketchup on his ham sandwiches. He said, well, ask her, oh, your father's mom? And she said, now I know. I'm father's mother, the best job in the world. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Now, the, do, do the individuals write the stories themselves? Do you help them in the writing? or How, how does that happen? Yes. I, most of the stories I receive, some of the stories are just wonderfully written. Most of the stories I receive, people tell me, I really have a wonderful story. I, I don't know how to write it. Mm. And I say, that's my job. Mm-hmm. So I, can, I take their stories and... That's one thing I got. There's a lot of things I don't know how to do. By the grace of God, I learned how to write true personal stories because I took every course and retreat and conference. And and um, so then I, I write the story, adding kind of more of the scene and the dialogue, and I always send it back to them. And here's the other miraculous part. 100% of the time, 100%, they say to me, how did you know? That's exactly what he said. Wow. That's exactly how it went. Uh, so I want to make sure that this, it has to be their story, their voice. Right. I just help to make it, and I put it in writing. Mm-hmm. We're talking with Leanne Thiemann, and uh, the uh, book, the, well, with the number of books, but uh, volume three I have in front of me, Everyday Catholicism, Hearing God's Answers in Our Lives, Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
Um, Leanne, this particular book, Volume 3, Hearing God's Answers in Our Lives. So how did you come up with that theme? And, and tell us a little bit about what, what, what that involves and the, the number of stories in here. And how, uh, you mentioned we just talked about one, but some of the others in there as well. Actually, it was Sophia um, Press that came up with those, oh, okay. Sophia Institute, that came up with those wonderful titles, um, just to prove that people, as you said, the seeing God's action in our lives and, and hearing God's answers in our lives, that's really the theme of, of all of the books. So people can see that God really is leading us and guiding us every single day in the biggest and even in the tiniest little circumstances. Wow. Now, this is something I think, as you mentioned, they all have, the stories all have to be stories of hope. And um, that's so uplifting. And, and as Cheryl said earlier, we, we need hope today because we're all finding ourselves uh, in so much uh, with, the, you know, all the issues that we face with the pandemic and the social unrest and everything. Mm-hmm. But in these stories, and I think what I like most about them is, as you say, it's everyday Catholicism. These these are living people, real people going through real situations that we all can identify in one way or another, and yet stories of great faith and hope and a great example and witness for us to show us and teach us along the way. Exactly, and great reminders of what we certainly know. that. And some of these stories are, honestly, some people have these apparitions of saints and, and they hear God's voice, and others are just these little some people would call coincidence, mm-hmm. but you know it's not a coincidence. It's right. God's hand in it for certain. Right. Right. And especially during these times where we're frustrated, we're anxious, we're stressed out, let this be a little bit of escape, but it's not a fantasy escape. They're true stories to, to just refresh and renew the hope that our faith teaches that we should have. And it's it's uh, sometimes we get to the end of our rope and we start feeling hopeless and helpless. And, and I think I, I'm just going to highly recommend these. And they're short chapters. They're short stories. You know, if you say, well, I don't have time to get into a book, everybody has time to read something that might be three to five pages, and then you put it down till the next time. I just, for me personally, I love this. You know, you could read a story over your morning coffee. It's just great. Thank you. We deliberately keep them short. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the stories are not over three pages. Because I know people are really, really busy, mm-hmm. and uh, and so am I. And so sometimes I think, well, I don't have really time to read this whole mm-hmm. thing right now. But people <laughs> yeah. tell me, yes, they put it in their on their nightstands. Before I did this for a living, I read um, an inspirational chicken soup story every night before I closed my eyes. And ah. what a great way to end your day. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, people tell me they keep them in their bathrooms, they keep them in their ba- <laughs> break rooms, where you do have just a few minutes to catch your breath and... Mm-hmm. And connect to God. Right. Yes. I'm wondering, now, with technology, what it is, we're emailing, uh, we're however, texting or however they send things through the computer. Have you ever met any of the people that have given you a story? Yes. Some of them I know. Okay. When I was telling everybody I wrote the books, I... I um, you went to your immediate circle of... I went to my, I went to my friends. I have writers all over the country now that I've been associated with, and... And, and, and yes, and do I did I do know some of them, and I get to meet them, and it's uh, it's just fabulous, of course. Oh, that's that's great, wonderful. Now, uh, again, the current volume that's out, um, Volume Three, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Everyday Catholicism, Hearing God's Answers in Our Lives. Uh, there is going to be a fourth volume. You said. Yes, coming up in another few months. Oh, really? Okay, is that complete? Yes, or, or they you... did. 
Did you complete four that? Four of them in the year 2020. Oh, all so right. So they can watch for the the entire series and and don't ask me which book is best. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like children. It's like children. Exactly. You're, you're right. Exactly. <laughs> no, you don't exactly. like one better than the other. They're all you love them all in a special way. So, is there a place one can go and peruse all the different titles and order? Would they go to Sophia Institute? They certainly can. Okay. Right there, they're on Amazon and all the regular book selling um, sites as well. That's great. And, and it is. Uh, I'm going to give the Sophia Institute uh, web address is sophiainstitute.com. Listeners, you can take a look there as well. Uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Everyday Catholicism. Leanne Thiemann is the author. She's been our guest, and we want to thank her for taking some time out to share uh, these stories. Are you still looking for stories, Leanne, for other books? We have a wide audience over here. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Actually, Chicken Soup for the Soul is always looking for stories. Ah. As a matter of fact, they just did a call out now. Here's here's a fun fact. Okay. When I did did Miracles, they had not done any book like that. Mm. And it was their best-selling book that year. It sold 60,000 copies in in the first few months or something like that. And, And then they realized, and then so did Miracles, and so did Answered Prayers. And I'm thinking... Thank you, God. People are realizing this need in their lives. Yes. And when you go to the Chicken Soup for the Soul website, they just did a call out today of Answers from Heaven. They wow. do books every several books a year now on the spiritual part, on Answers from Heaven and Answered Prayers and Angels Among Us. And so go to chickensoupforthesoul.com, and there's a, a button that says Submit Your Stories. Wow, okay. okay. And anybody can cut and paste a story there or type it in there. Okay. Uh, and, and we encourage them to do that because, who knows, maybe Sophia will do another book of chicken soup. That's, yes. that's right. That's right. Yes. Well, again, now, any, any other plans for yourself? You've written many books. Do you have any thoughts on what's coming up after the, this particular series? Well, actually, yes. Um, I am collecting stories right now from, I, I speak and work mostly with um, uh, nurses and in healthcare has mm-hmm. been my last 20 years history because I, I am a nurse. And um, I've written three books called Self-Care for Healthcare to teach people how to care for their minds, bodies, and spirits. So I get to tell people to pray every day and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now what I'm doing is I'm collecting uh, stories, positive, hope-filled stories, from the COVID-19 experience. Good idea. Very so good. that I can inspire nurses and other health care givers of all the good we do and, um, and, and make everybody appreciate all of this even more and hopefully even encourage more people to join our wonderful profession. Oh, that's beautiful. Well, great. Well, uh, good. Uh, good luck on that. We'll keep that in prayer. Uh, Leanne Thiemann has been our guest. Listeners, SophiaInstitute.com is the website. Chicken Soup for the Soul, Everyday Catholicism, uh, this wonderful series by Leanne. So, Leanne, thanks thanks again for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so Truly much. Truly my joy and privilege. Thank uh-huh. you, and God bless you for all the good you're bringing. You are bringing the hope and the goodness that we so desperately need now. So thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you, Leanne. Have Stay healthy day. and well. Okay. You as well. Bye-bye. God bless. All right, friends, you stay where you are. There's more to come. Don't go away. My love.
God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. All right, boy, that sounds like a storm out there. <laughs> Speaking of storms, uh, now I know Jim is coming from our uh, satellite uh, weather center. Well, he told me he's oh. uh, at the satellite center, right, Jim? That's right, the Satellite Center along the coast. Along the coast. <laughs> all right. And How is it down there? Uh, it rained all day. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the, the rain just ended, but uh, we might have a couple more showers later today. Definitely not a beach day, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, sorry about that, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, you know, okay. we've had We've had plenty of beach days so far this year. Yes. So. And it's it hard is, work. Uh, it's hard work. Somebody has to do it. Thanks for being That's there. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Someone's got to be here. <laughs> well, I know uh, that they're talking about this um, thing coming up the coast. I know you're going to get into that as well. But uh, what do we have to look forward to for this weekend and beyond? Well, I think the most difficult part about this storm, usually the most difficult part of a storm is 
forecasting, especially where it's going to be way out in time. Mm-hmm. But I think for this particular storm, the most difficult part is pronouncing its name. So, <laughs> do you know? So oh, yeah, the, I saw the that. The spelling is, yeah, I-S-A-I-A-S. I-S-A-I-A-S. Isaiah's? Is that well, a that's what I thought. Is yeah. it like yeah. Old Testament? What is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not like Isaiah. <laughs> I'm misspelling. So, uh, of course, when I when I have trouble pronouncing the names of hurricanes, because you know they they started running out of names about 20 years ago. Yeah, right. So now they have to make things up. <laughs> so, yeah, you're not going to see but, Hurricane um, Bob anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are all gone. Yeah, the, the easy ones like Jim. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. They're all gone. Um. So uh, that I went to the national, uh, not the national, sorry, I went to um, the uh, Weather Channel, mm-hmm. and I listened to how their, uh, the people there were pronouncing it, and they pronounced it Isa Iaz. Isa Iaz. Isa Iaz. Just like it's spelled. Really? Yeah. Well, they Isa had to come Iaz. up with something better Isa than Iaz. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the whole yeah. world has gone mad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> Why can't they just recirculate and say, okay, Bob, too? You know? <laughs> right, you know? I mean, you could be a little bit more creative there. I mean, but uh, this, yeah. I think maybe they're just having a lot of fun with the weather people, maybe. the forecasters, trying to make them pronounce you it. crazy. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, yes, Issa is. Issa is. Is uh, certainly a, it's a minimal hurricane right now. Uh, the winds, maximum sustained winds as of 2 o'clock Eastern time. 75 miles per hour, higher gusts. So that's a minimal hurricane. Hurricane, hurricanes are defined as uh, storms with 75 miles an hour or 74 miles an hour or greater uh, sustained wind speed. So um, we're at a minimal hurricane. However, it is expected to strengthen over the next 12 hours. And it's still far away. It's about 200 miles southwest of the Bahamas. And it's moving northwest at 16 miles per hour. So Issa Iaz could impact our area on Tuesday as a tropical storm. But before that, we could see some impact as early as later this weekend along the coast with high surf rip currents. So you know, be careful as you move through the weekend into Sunday and then into Monday. The ocean could uh, start getting turned up. Again, the main impact for our area at this time appears to be Tuesday. And, you know, with that storm being so far away right now, 200 miles southwest of Hamas, just need to keep the watch you know, on the news and weather just to see if there's any changes in the projected path. But um, the path has been pretty consistent over the last uh, you know, day or so with the expected uh, landfall, perhaps in the Carolinas, and then just moving up along the coast from mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So that's it on Issa Iaz. Issa Iaz. Um, Otherwise known Isa as Iaz. the next hurricane. <laughs> the next, yeah, right, the next hurricane. Uh, but what can we uh, look forward to before that potential storm on Tuesday? Well, uh, tonight we'll have mostly cloudy skies, low around 67. Saturday, slight chance of afternoon showers, partly sunny with a high near 88. Saturday night, that chance of showers and thunderstorms continues, and we're going to see that throughout almost every day, chance of showers and thunderstorms. On uh, Saturday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 72. Sunday, Again, a chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, high near 91. Sunday night, more of the same, chance of showers and thunderstorms, mostly cloudy, low around 74. And then first day of the work week, Monday, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. As I said, it's a common theme, 
Um, mostly cloudy with a high near 86. Then as we look into next week, almost every day we're looking at a chance of showers and thunderstorms. We're going to have uh, lows in the 70s and highs in the 80s. But remember, Tuesday, it looks like that may be the day that we're going to potentially have some tropical storm conditions. It certainly, uh, ECU certainly will not be a hurricane when it gets here. Having already made landfall and losing a lot of its steam, but Tuesday's the day, at least right now, that we need to look out for and Jim, prepare for. You're great, Jim. You know that? I'm just, I'm in awe of all that you do. He, he's he's, an, he's the chief meteorologist. <laughs> That's why he's That's the right. chief. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the chief. Well. <laughs> oh, the, the check is in the mail, too, I, by yeah, the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I've been waiting for that for years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well it's, it's slowed down because of the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic slowed down the mail. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, now, I, I know that uh, it, I feel sorry for anybody who got a beach house this week. I know. Mm. This is not the week to get those last-minute cheap hotels. Hotels. <laughs> or beach houses. Yeah. But anyway, Jim, we want to thank you as always for all you do for us and um, may the sun always shine in your life. Yes, thank you very much for the kind of you. Right. And God bless and have a great weekend. All right, okay, Jim, stay safe you. now. God gave us night and day so we could play and pray together. So now let's see what's headed our way as Jim gives us the weather. All righty, time to name that Catholic tune. And uh, we've been playing this game since Easter time. It's been a lot of fun. People enjoy naming I that know. tune. Time flies when you're having fun. It it's, does. It's already August. It does tomorrow. already. My... And so this is a seasonal hymn. I call it a seasonal hymn. Oh, it's a seasonal hymn. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you some, a little give background. Give a hint what season? Yeah. <laughs> a little background a little story. Okay. And then as I play a little sample for you, at that point, you can phone in and see if you can name that Catholic tune. Okay. And the number you will call, I'll give it to you now. I'll give it to you again uh, when Cheryl plays a little bit on the um, uh, Steinway here. Mm-hmm. 609-493-8255. That's the call-in number to win a prize. When you think you know what the Catholic tune is, wait until we tell you to call. 609-493-8255. You know, Jesus called uh, his disciples to be totally obedient and willing to give up everything to follow him. And, of course, they did. He asked them to be fishers of men. So they left their nets to follow Jesus. And this hymn asks us to do the same thing. Follow Christ with the same obedience and commitment. Surrender to Jesus in response to his command. And this gentle melody makes me think of uh, lapping waves or something. Mm -hmm. But it was written by a priest. This Monsignor studied not only all his theology, but also musicology and um, journalism, actually. He was one of the best-known composers after the Second Vatican Council reforms. He lived 1936 to 1991. However, um, he was a composer of Spanish liturgical music, mm-hmm. so maybe we would not be 
as familiar with a lot of what he wrote. Um, interestingly enough, his hymns were recorded on 37 different albums, and uh, he's the only Roman Catholic composer to receive the honor of a gold record, and that a gold record has to sell at least 50,000 copies. And that was in Spain. Okay, so mm-hmm. it comes to us from Spain, mm-hmm. but it's very, very popular in the English-speaking world. This particular one is probably his most most popular hymn. So are you ready? All right. Are you going to walk over to the Steinway there? The big nine-foot grand that we wheeled into the studio, and the number to call is 609-493-8255. When you think you know what today's Catholic tune is, give us a call at 609-493-8255, and here is a little bit Is that okay. enough? Well, let's see. 609-493-8255. If you think you know what today's Catholic tune is, somebody is calling in. Hi, you're our contestant. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, uh, my name is Fernando and I'm calling from Freehold, New Jersey. Hello, Fernando. Thank you for calling. What do Hello, you, how are you? Oh. Glad to uh, um, be on the, on the air again. Yes, you, you, uh, it's good to hear your voice. What, so, what do you think today's Catholic hymn is? Well, um, I know what it is, but before I say it, I think I'm playing with a little bit of uh, a vintage here. Oh. <laughs> because um, I, uh, I come from a Spanish-speaking country, and uh, uh, that... That hymn is very familiar to me. Yes, of course. So, um, uh, so if you if you uh, if it's okay with you, I'll say it. If not, I'll give somebody else a chance. Oh, please tell us. No, tell us what it is, Hernando. All right. Um, Fisher of Men, Pescador de Hombres. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, he, he gave us the Spanish titles. Yeah, yes. That's good. <laughs> and you know, that's yes. actually very, very interesting. So you can help me on this one. So Pescador right. de Hombres is literally Fishers of Men. Fisher of Men, yes. But you know what they, when you open an English hymnal, the title they give it is Lord, You Have Come to the Seashore. So it's not... The title's not translated. Tra- is not translated. Well, that will be the f- that will be the first verse of the first line of the first verse. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All I, right. But it's beautiful yeah. in Spanish. I love when, when it I hear is it. Beautiful. And, yeah. And um, we are blessed to have a beautiful musician in our church. Oh. And um, time to t- uh, you know from time to time they play it and. I'm, uh, I hope she's not listening, but uh, every time they play, my, my, my wife goes into tears. Oh. <laughs> it's beautiful. And to, to realize, you know, where it comes from and what Jesus is asking us to do and the melody is beautiful right. and yeah. good. Well, yeah. good for you. What, yeah. what parish do you go to there? Robert Willerman. Oh, oh, okay, yes. very good. Yes. Beautiful. That's, Beautiful. That's right. Yes. Well, you're correct. So, Lord, you have come, or Pescador de Hombres. Hombres. Okay. Pescador hombres. de Hombres. Good job, Hernando. Yes. Hernando, don't hang up, oh, though. Right. I want to make sure we got your, all your right information before we Yeah, let I you can go. mail you a prize. So, 
Don't hang All up. All right. Thank you, Jim. Thanks, thanks for playing. And, uh, friends, you stay where you are because there's more to come. And here is, Lord, you have come to the seashore. Well, again, congratulations to Hernando from Freehold, uh, the Freehold area, who was our winner today for Name That Catholic Tune. Be careful driving. Sounds like maybe he was driving. Uh Uh-huh. So, Lord, you have come to the seashore, pescador de hombres. Yes, isn't it gorgeous? See.
makes me want to go to the seashore. Muy bien. <laughs> I want to go to the seashore before the storm comes. Well, don't go this week. <laughs> no, no, I will get swept away for yeah, sure. It's going to be a day after day of chance of rain and thunderstorms. My goodness. But anyway, so that is a... I remember when um, Holy Father, um, Pope St. Pope John Paul II came to the U.S., he was celebrating Mass at the racetrack, Aqueduct Racetrack. Or was it mm-hmm. Central Park? One or the other when he was in the city. And that was probably the first time I heard that song. It wasn't at Yankee Stadium. No, they didn't. Well, they may have done it, but I know I remember hearing it at when he when he was at when he came. But he he Mm. had said mass at Central Park. He said mass at the Aqueduct Racetrack at one point. He did Giant Stadium. I don't know if he did Yankee Stadium, but Mm. um, but they played that, and that was the first time I heard it. But I think they did it in Spanish or both English and Spanish. Probably, yeah. The the whole point is it's bilingual. But here's the interesting thing: as we were trying to find a recording to play. we saw many titles. Lord, you have come to the lake shore. Lakeside. So, oh, lakeside. I think it was lakeside. I thought it, well, I think, either Lord, way. Lord, you have come to Lakewood. I think, yeah. was, <laughs> I think it was Lakewood. But the point was, John Paul II loved it, and he would walk by the lake in Poland. Uh. You know, that uh-huh. park that he used to go to and, and hike and mm-hmm. walk. And there is a Polish version, and their text is different because they do sing. Ah. Lord, you have come to the lake shore. So if the parish in Lakewood could say, sing, change the Lord, you have come to Lakewood. Oh, a lot of possibilities here. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. More to come. Another big hour. Uh, Father Jim Grogan is here to give a reflection on Sunday's gospel. And also next hour, our good friend from the Diocese of Camden, uh, Deacon Anthony Seal, will be here with his senior spirituality segment. So a lot more to come, my friends. Don't go away. There's more to come uh, on YouTube, also Facebook. We, we uh, kind of go off for a minute or two. Come back on at 5 o'clock. Be right back. Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 
St. John Paul II stated that, for the disciple of Christ, evangelization is a duty, an obligation of love. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church states that evangelization is necessary for salvation. So we know we're called, but how do we do it? St. Paul Street Evangelization can help. To learn more, contact us at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. Uh, started drinking beer on Saturday nights, uh, sleeping in on Sunday mornings, missing mass, and it just became a pattern. and continued. Without God, I don't know where I'd be right now. I feel like I'm whole again. I know the importance of the Eucharist. I know the importance of the sacraments that I didn't know at a young age. I follow God's will because my desire is to get to heaven. Our, our lives are rich and full by being members of the church. If you've been away from the Catholic Church, visit catholicscomehome.org. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. It's like the, the brides, you know, 10 were very, very fervent and they had oil in their lamp and they had oil, extra oil. Here were 10 that didn't, they had oil in their lamps, but no extra oil. Here the bridegroom is coming and those who had just the oil in their lamp all went out. And they said, give me some of your oil. And they said, hey, we can't, lest we too run out. Now, the first thought in your mind is they're uncharitable, why didn't they share, right? I know what you're thinking. I thought the same thing. But see, when we die, my friends, when the bridegroom calls you and me, there's no more time to get oil. You've had five years, 10 years, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. You've got to repent. You've got to go ahead of time and put oil in that lamp. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Hello? Hi, Mother. What's your name? My name's Becky. I'm from Wisconsin. I was away from the church for over 20 years. Ah. And through the grace of God, I have come back now. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome home. Hello? Hello. Where are you from? Florida. Good. And what's your question? Well, I have this wonderful gift that God gave me, and that's my sister. Mornings with Mother Angelica. There's none better. Weekdays at 10, right here where you are family. Domestic Church Catholic Radio. This is WFJS 1260 AM Trenton, WFJS 89.3 FM Freehold, WGYM 1580 AM Hamilton, and WSMJ 91.9 FM North Wildwood, Cape May. Communicating hope on Domestic Church Catholic Radio.
Welcome back uh, to Friday Live. I'm Jim. And this is Cheryl. I didn't did, know what to say after that. Did you forget I'm where we were? I'm a little stuck. <laughs> a little stuck on that. Last day of July? <laughs> last day of July. Uh, last day of the week. Last hour of the work week. But the Yankees <laughs> are still playing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I've had it. I've, I've, I'm pretty much getting disgusted. Oh, yeah? Are, are they not playing well? Oh, no, they're playing well. But I I just, the Major League Baseball is just doing weird things. They're just yeah. doing, you know, teams are getting sick, so they're canceling, readjusting the schedules, and now they're making yeah. different silly rules. Like, if they ha- they're they going to have to play double headers, but the double header games can only be seven innings long, like Little League. Oh, my gosh. And now if you go into but extra... do they cut their salary for those seven-inning games? If you go into extra <laughs> innings... They start the inning with a man on second base already. It's like it's not baseball. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I think next thing that probably instead of the World Series, just give everybody a participation trophy. That's right. Everyone gets a trophy. That's right. <laughs> just like just like Little League. That's what and a bag of candy. That's and how go they're home. playing. That's right. have a pizza party, a pool party, and then go home and spend your millions and millions of dollars somewhere. <laughs> so, oh, Jim. I mean, I watch it. I'm. I'm. I'm I watch because I just like watching baseball. But I guess now, do you have to wear your mask when you're watching the game? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. It's funny to see that some of them wear. They make the older, like the coaches and the managers, wear the mask because they're older. Really? Oh. They're more vulnerable, so they have to wear the mask. Well, safety first. Nobody's in the stands. They pipe in, uh, you know, Crowds. crowd noises. <laughs> just, I heard. I tell you, the, I'm, the world has just gone crazy. It's gone mad. <laughs> and I think you're starting to join them. Ah. All right. Well, imagine this: if you had all those cardboard figures in the stands, yes. You know, sometimes they hit the ball out of the park or mm-hmm. it go and people will catch it now you try to knock the heads off of some of these cardboard figures maybe they're pinatas or they have fireworks yeah. in them or something mm-hmm. you could really have some fun with this you could but i i, I don't know it's just uh, Jim's not i was gonna i was gonna volunteer our popes i would like to see our popes we have cardboard popes here put them behind home plate there so when they yes. show tv you'll see you know john the or 23rd somebody. Yeah. francis pope benedict's there paul the <laughs> sixth we have john paul too they just be sitting there <laughs> And you can make the hand maybe wave, like you know, put it on right. a little or give a blessing, yeah, yeah. A little blessing. <laughs> uh-huh. We better go to the gospel. Uh, we better go to the gospel because yes. um, let me pull that particular screen up. <laughs> I and don't even is, know where it is. Here it is. Okay. Oh, my favorite loaves and fishes. Just picture. Just close your eyes and place yourself there on the Sea of Galilee. This is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When when Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist. He withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowds so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Five loaves and two fish are all we have here. Then he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. And they picked up the fragments left over, 12 wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, not counting women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ.
the feeding of the 5,000 is such a remarkable and I dare say familiar miracle. It is also a simple miracle. Jesus didn't raise someone from the dead or give sight to a blind man. He gave them some bread and fish. He gave them a peasant's meal, not a sumptuous banquet. And yet he gave them everything they needed. You see, he gave them more than a meal. He gave them his presence and his time. Think about this passage in scripture. Matthew tells us it was Jesus' immediate disciples who implored him to send the people away to get some food. What that tells us is that the people following and listening to Jesus in great crowds, in a multitude, didn't care that they were hungry for food. They were hungry for the words that Jesus spoke, and he was already feeding them with his teaching. But because his teaching had gone on so long, he encouraged his disciples to be partners in the miracle of the feeding. He said, give them some food yourselves. This, I'm sure, caused panic among the disciples because they didn't have food on hand to feed so many. Jesus asked them what food they had, and they tell him five loaves and two fish were all they had. And that was enough. With Jesus beside us, we always have enough. Our first reading from Isaiah and our second reading from St. Paul tell the same story. Isaiah proclaims, come, everyone, and eat without money and without cost. God will provide what we need if we simply follow him. St. Paul proclaims a litany of obstacles to our relationship with God and tells us that none of them are true obstacles if we only believe. Not anguish, not distress, not persecution, not the sword. When we place ourselves in the loving protection of Jesus, nothing has the power to separate us unless we choose to separate ourselves. Jesus gives us enough, and Jesus is enough. Now, most of us have experienced anguish or distress. Do we allow them to separate us from the love of Jesus? The honest answer is probably sometimes. Do I allow the challenges and the struggles of this world to drag me down and away from Jesus? Each of us, in reflecting on St. Paul's words and Jesus' miracle in the gospel, ought to choose to remain close to Jesus. Many could, and perhaps some did, leave the shore to find their own earthly food. But 5,000 men, plus all the women and children, stayed. Perhaps the miracle we should focus on is not that they were fed. Perhaps we should focus on the fact that they simply did not leave. They made a choice to be nourished by Jesus' words, by his preaching, and he gave them more. He gave them the earthly sustenance they needed, even though they could have obtained it on their own if they left. But he also gave them the spiritual sustenance they needed, which they could only get from him. When we turn to Jesus, do we yearn for creature comforts, for peace in our hearts? Do we let anguish and despair separate us from Jesus? Or do we take anguish and despair as the powerful reasons to turn to him 
who alone has the power to spiritually nourish us, to help us to grow in faith. Jesus not only invites us, come to me, but he invites us to stay with me. Jesus told his disciples, don't send these beloved listeners away, as I have more to give them. Jesus invites us to stay, to confidently embrace that nothing on earth has the power to take us away from Jesus, except our own free will. Let us choose to stay. Let us choose to be satisfied. Let us recognize that we are his miracle in every moment of every day.
Oh, that is. Love is alive. Mm-hmm. And hope is alive, and our faith is alive, mm-hmm. and the radio is on. That's right. You never shut down. No, never. We, it, throughout all of that and all of this, and we everything, are stayed, alive, everything you know? stayed the same. You wake up the next day, you have to thank God, That's and then right. you get through your day. So we're here for you, friends, always, God willing. With a cheerful smile. That's right. You know, I mean, it's been... Uh, it's, it's interesting. It's been, a, been an interesting year, and um, one I think that we're all ready to forget about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, right. we have, uh, and we've, we, 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 we lament because um, our daughter-in-law's pregnant, and she's, she's due in October, early uh, October early 5th. October, right. Faustina's feast day. Mm-hmm. And um, we haven't even had the opportunity to be really with, with them once. I love I love experiencing the pregnancy. You know, I love going through with the yeah, and, so just and, the, see and of course them our little grandchildren. They, we don't she, see she looks all vibrant and bright, and you know, there's that pregnancy glow, and then the, and the talk, little ones, just, just and, the excitement of the of the arrival. Yeah, just you know? to be yeah, together, yeah. I, and just to be together with family. But we understand completely because she, being pregnant, is very cautious about this whole. Apparently, virus. that's so we understand that one know. of the vulnerable um, right categories. She had a friend. Yes. So she told me um, who was also pregnant, who got the virus right. and had 105 fever for a couple of days. Now that young lady had her baby; baby's fine. But they were petrified. They didn't how know. would this? Yeah, right. How would and affect a the fever baby? of 105? Sure. Will that affect the baby? Exactly. So, I, I understand all the precautions. And then her own doctor is pregnant. <laughs> is pregnant herself. So I mean, there's just so much caution yeah. all the way around. Well, so. a, a lot of it, I mean, obviously we you don't minimize the seriousness of the virus. The virus is very mm-hmm. real and it, and it has uh, sadly, you know, uh, had um caused death. I mean, yeah. So we don't minimize that. But uh, I think also there's a by the mainstream media there is an attempt to really put more fear in people's mm-hmm. minds that maybe needs to be there. Caution is one thing, you know, to be cautious and to, to wash your hands and wear your masks and do the things they tell you to do. But to be but fearful, not to be so fearful and suspicious and of where is panicking it. Panicking you know, and I don't yeah. know. I just I, that's yeah. that's what I seem to have in myself yeah. have an issue with. You know, like we say, we we wear the masks as right. required. If people mm-hmm. go and you know you're going into a place they, they make you. I think in Jersey you have to wear a mask every time. You Everywhere, go. inside, outside, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, I go to the post office. I put my mask on. Out of respect for those places of businesses. Right. Now, I've gotten back to doing my little exercise at my my little place. Now, it's not open in New Jersey, but it is open in Pennsylvania. They're only allowing a certain f- number in the place. Everything is super spread out. And uh, I went today, and you have to wear a mask the whole time. Now, mm-hmm. you think you're going to be not hyperventilating, but maybe getting your... Your breath up oh, while there you were exercising, you're wearing a mask yeah, the whole time. Yeah, I wouldn't the like whole that. Time. So no, it's it's uncomfortable. Wouldn't like the but, exercising. <laughs> but then comes along this um, lady. She looked like Ghostbusters. She had this huge backpack, like a glowing <laughs> green, and a hose. And I thought, oh, this is good. You know, a little cool down. She was spraying the machines. Yeah. I thought they are doing everything they can to be cautious Mm -hmm. and so then you know you do go around with your own set of whether it's your own towel or a lot of those paper towels and everything is sprayed down and she just kept traveling around she was on a rotation and then you wipe it down so it's dry Mm -hmm. before and after Mm -hmm. i mean they're taking every possible precaution but with the mask and i thought okay i want to do this so i will wear the mask yeah yeah well i me too i've been coming to your vigil mass up there at saint magdalene's on saturdays with you and 
you know, you have to wear the mask to sit between the ropes and, you know, walk mm-hmm. on the blue dots and all the other stuff. <laughs> mask has never been like I this before. I just find it. I mean, I'm there. Thanks be to God. We're, yes. we're there at mass. I can receive the Eucharist. That's it. I can hear the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I it just, it, it, and just when it's time to sing, I just start to sing. And I think, I can't do this. You know, I like taking breaths when you I sing. You take a big breath. The you, know, sucks in. <laughs> you can't do that. As a, as, a, as a professional singer, you know, someone who sings and knows the proper way to sing, you can't sing with a mask on. <laughs> the, the, the mask will go down your throat. You take that, take was, that deep breath. I would or it gets stuck up your nose. I, I was somewhere, and the gentleman six feet in front of me in line, he was having a conversation. Maybe he knew the cashier, and he started laughing. I mean, really guffawing, and he took a big breath in, like you know, when you laugh, you could really inhale the air. He says, and he goes, "This mask is going to kill me one way or the other." Because I almost swallowed yeah, it. Yeah, right. I, so I find but, that because I know I was, I was, you know, I've been there, and you, you know, there are, there are, although there are really no hymns, so to speak, I guess, mm-hmm. but the parts of the mass, right. The, you know, the, the Gloria, song, the Alleluia. There are things that you can sing yeah. on you stay. Yeah, but you can with the mask on. Yeah, you know. very little singing, but I do hear some. And, and I'll tell a- you this: I went up to receive, um, and of course, at your parish, you receive at the end. You know, receive. Yeah. And um, it was Father Tregilio, and I went up to receive, and and I put out my hand because I receive on the hand, and I forgot I had the mask on. Oh, gee. and I went to put the host, and I, I thought, oh <laughs> man, <laughs> pull the mask. Ah, uh, it just, it, you know, I, I try yeah. to get so focused on the sacrament, and I forgot I had that mask on, and I didn't pull it down. I went to put the host in my mouth. Oh, well, but see, we're chuckling about it. Oh yeah, so you have to yeah. keep a sense of humor. One day, please God, sooner rather than later, this is all going to be over, and we'll come out on the other side. Yeah, and just... you know, God bless all those families who are suffering through. So many such a domino effect, or have lost family members. I mean, it's it's a tragic thing. No, and we've talked. I, I personally, I personally don't know anybody who no. had it, but no. I don't have many friends anyway. <laughs> so my 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 uh, you know outreach uh, yeah, circle of my circle of acquaintances is very very limited. But no, me neither. But, I, but you said there was secretary at the parish had it, you know? right? But she was not hospitalized. She no. goes, I kind of felt like I had a pretty good cold. Yeah, that was and it. the breathing. And she goes, but in a few days, she was back to work. Probably was not supposed to go back to work. But And this was at the very, very mm-hmm. beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even think everything had shut down yet. It was March, and she was sick. That's true. And then everything broke. But we flew. Rare. I mean, we were... We went to yeah. Al- then went down to the network, and it was the second week in March. March and we were in the airports, and, and we were flying, and right. they were selling masks in the airport at the candy counter. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, there was no there was no travel restriction at that point. No, uh, the pa- plane both planes were packed back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and we didn't get it obviously, but right. I you would think that it would have been in the airports. Right. <laughs> you know, we well, were, maybe it had its start date. You know, and it just didn't hit you. Yeah, it doesn't go into to Walmart's or grocery stores. Oh no! So you want to be safe? Go to <laughs> go to Lowe's. All those large crowds and long lines. It doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't go into? Those I heard stores. that's where they're going to put the voting machines. They should put the voting machines. You wouldn't have to mail in then. You could just go there and vote. <laughs> in the bathrooms at Walmart. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> are the bathrooms open at Walmart? Oh yes. They are. Of course. But there, are, but the church's bathrooms aren't open. No. Like I said, if earlier hour, common is that, sense, zip Is that, now you're in Metuchen Diocese, is that throughout the Diocese of Metuchen, no, no lavatories are open in the churches? I really couldn't or tell you. Or just your church? I, I couldn't tell you what's happening at other churches. I, um, I'll 
I'll try to find out for next week. <laughs> and I have to be honest with you. I went to Mass, and by the end of Mass, I, I had to use the lavatory. Yes. <laughs> so you had to go? You <laughs> good, had to good before you had we a, left the house. Good thing you had a, I did go before we left the house. Good thing you had, we had a key. You had a key to the secret to the secret Aren't room. Aren't you glad you're listening in. to Catholic radio? <sighs> well, we're talking about church. Yes, we are. No bathrooms in church. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure, but is, is it because of ours? Are they're, it's, they're very small. The you cleaning. can wash your hands. Yeah, I, we I keep your know. mask on. Or I guess they don't want like five people standing in there waiting. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. But they did. Um, well, you know where my church is. But the the doors say. Can I say this? <laughs> I the doors say. There's a sign on the door that says "out of order." They're not out of order. They're just locked because they don't want you to use them. Okay, I just went to confession. Mm. Uh, so yeah. uh, let's skip to the next topic. Okay. Well. Anyway, it is what it is. But I tell you, when it was tough, when I went to New York City to see Angela, that's that right. One you day, went to the city. You went to the hot spot, and like everything you is. You didn't get it. You rode on the subways, trains, right. buses, what everything. Yeah, yeah, the train, but nobody's around. And again, you have your sanitizer, the tr- the mask on the train. But as far as lavatories, you know, the public facilities. You can't are eat inside. Not... You got to eat, out, eat outside. Right, and they don't want you if you go to use a, a you know, wash your hands or something. I'm sorry, it's. It, it's locked, so many places are not allowing their facilities to be open. Hmm. But Cinda, but you went through all that. Can't you didn't get it? No, I came back. I didn't ago. get it. No. Fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Now Nick, our engineer, was here yesterday doing some work, and he has been in New York mm. regularly because he's working on a project in the city there. Yeah. And um, he didn't didn't have it, didn't get it. I don't know. But he well, was yeah, saying how careful. they were that, that you know eating outside. They had to eat outside, and this week Ooh. in New York has just been miserable to have to eat a meal outside with the in bus the fumes and everything. Oh, man. Just the temperatures alone, like the the real feel was 105 a couple yeah, of days, yeah. and just the humidity. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Not so pleasant eating outside. No. Hopefully, like I say, the, the, you know, some of the, the – they I was listening to the, the president the other day, and the news that, saying that there are vaccines, Johnson & Johnson – you know, had a little breakthrough with one that they're uh, so they're hoping uh, Dr. Uh, Fauci, which by the way, Fauci, Fauci, you know, his last name means Jaws. Huh. <laughs> I don't know if that's relevant, but <laughs> I, I, I was curious when I said, what does Fauci mean? So I went to my Italian dictionary and it means Jaws, huh. Dr. Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he said that he's, I remember he testified before Congress today saying they're of that he's very confident that there will be a vaccine by the end of the year or early 2021. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and they don't care who comes out with it. I think there's 25 different. Well, they even said if, if the Russians came out with one, they'd, they'd we're just going to rejoice. Why not? Yeah. You know, because it's, it's a worldwide pandemic. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, and we want to get back to Italy. I know. You know, it's quiet. You don't hear anything about foreign countries on the news. You know, in the beginning, it, you saw all the numbers yeah. around the world, and now it's they really well. That talk came up. That came up today in the hearing. One of the congressmen asked Dr. Fauci, "Why in Europe has the 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 the, um, the spike not occurred like it has here? Right. It's just you know the number of cases continue to drop." And he said, "Initially, Europe shut down ninety five percent." And we didn't. We, you know, we went state by state, which made sense mm-hmm. to me because I think there were like three cases in Wyoming. Yeah. So why, why shut down the whole state? Absolutely. So Maine uh, too, right? There was like no- yeah. There, and some of those upper Midwest states, or like you say, Maine, uh, 
you know, they didn't have the types of cases. And in the beginning, the southern states, we were in Arizona, you know, Florida had nothing. And mm-hmm. now those are the states that spiked. So I just, you know, and they, and they said the virus, it's just it's been such a, a weird thing because it affects so many people in different ways. Mm-hmm. It's hard to really pin down on the on the right course of action. You can't be just one generic blanket because it's also individual. Right. But I just keep asking the Lord to get rid of it. Get it out of here. Yes, let's we're, we're just finished wipe with it, it out. Let's just He's get got it the out power to That's do right. that. And prayer but I think for many, he, he extended Lent for many of us because we were not repenting enough. We are not changing our ways. Well, I've told you, one of the things someone's observation was with the masks on, it was like people have, have really sinned with their mouths, you know, yeah. with the so with words of vicious words, gossip, mm. detraction, calumny, and that the Lord put a mask on our face to remind us to, to watch our tongues, mm. what mm-hmm. we say and how we say it. Uh, but we just got to pray, you know, and I, that's why I think you know, the prayer we're praying to the, for the United States, it it's includes beautiful. all of that. Yeah. It's just praying, you know, this is um, something that none of us ever, I mean, could you imagine like... New Year's Eve, going back to think that we would have been going through all this. Oh no! People with masks on and and not in anyone's wild imagination. No, no. But thanks be to God, we've been here for you. Yes. Twenty four seven. We have not shut down. We have not shuttered in place here at the radio station. We've been here and available for you, and hoping that uh, you are gaining um, everything you need. To, and you know, well, I talk to a lot of people at church, even just through the email. I stay in touch with the choir and such. And so many of them says uh, how their prayer life has been so rich mm-hmm. and they're with all that's going on, yet they have such a beautiful peace about right. them. Um, even if they're not physically going to the church or getting to the Adoration Chapel, I know one woman is a nurse and she has, uh, she'll go to EWTN, you know, they have holy hours and watch the Blessed Sacrament. I mean, right. She said she's doing a lot more now, I guess because you're allowed to do it with your phone or your iPad. Mm-hmm. But she says, my prayer life is, is so rich mm-hmm. and deep. So it's doing good it is. in its own way. All right, so let's take a break, and our good friend from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Seal, will be here with uh, with us in just a moment. So don't go away, friends. There's more to come. Be right back. i 
Well, welcome back, friends. We're happy to have you here. And uh, joining us now, as he does on a regular basis, one of our favorite people who come and contribute to this program from the Diocese of Camden, Deacon Anthony Co. Hey, Deacon, welcome back. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad to be back. I hope that you are doing well. And you too. Everything okay? Now, watch, Earl. Everything is great. We're, we're, we're getting through this just as everyone else is. I hope you're doing good. We're really fine. We're just biding time, which time play is time playing a game on you too. Like, do, do you think it's it's either going slow or it's going fast? I don't know. I can't tell what day of the week it is. <laughs> I know. I, I, I I'm saying to people, are you having a good Tuesday? And they're yeah. saying, no, it's Thursday. <laughs> no, but a I, difficult I was really just interested in Tuesday. That, that's beside the point. <laughs> oh dear. It's, it, 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 it is true. You know, I, I think it's funny because what ends up happening, too, I don't know about you guys, I don't know about your listeners, but being home a little bit more uh, than normal, uh, my wife and I just find ourselves doing things around the house more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we've rearranged furniture in the last five <laughs> weeks. So it, it seems like it's not stopping, and it looks good. I, you know, she has, a, she has a great sense. That's um, good. <laughs> That's great. I know. Me too. I keep like moving my little decor. I'm one for knickknacks and such, and I just move them around, and it gives us like a breath of fresh air for the next week or two. <laughs> it's silly. I, I agree completely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and in doing that too, we're we're finding that the, you know we're we're going through some old things and throwing things away and yes. And we came across some old photographs oh. this week. And, and I've got to tell you, you know, and, and maybe just as I'm getting older, I, I look at photographs a little bit different than I used to. And I found this one photograph of my mom and my grandmother. And I think it's probably the only photo I have of both of them. Oh. And it really brought out some great, great thoughts into my head this week, oh. um, especially since I was preparing my homily for this weekend. And, and and the gospel reading is uh, is is from from uh, Matthew, and it talks about feeding the mm-hmm. multitudes, feeding the five thousand with the five loaves and two fishes. Mm-hmm. And you're probably saying to yourself, and Alyssa is probably saying, "What's that have to do with your mom and your grandma?" <laughs> well, maybe you had a big family. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you know, it's interesting. Um, my my mo- my grandmother and my mother. When I remember, um, whenever someone would come over, whether it was family, friends, or relatives, whatever it might be, I remember as a kid that when when anyone came over, they filled the table with food. Mm-hmm. Even if the people were unannounced, they just took out everything. They took out things from the refrigerator. They took out desserts. They took out bread. They made coffee. And 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 I would notice as a kid that that sometimes people really didn't touch anything. Other times. They devoured it. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when I was small saying to my grandmother, okay, I remember saying, why are you going through all that trouble? Why don't you just ask people if they want something? Yes. And my grandmother gave me a look that if looks would kill, I would have been dead. <laughs> and she said to me, and these were her words, she says, you don't ever embarrass someone by asking them if they want something. Don't embarrass them, asking, making them tell you they want something. Mm. Give them without asking. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, over the years, it's become more, more meaningful to me. And I'm mentioning about the gospel passage. 
because when Jesus feeds the multitudes, they don't say, hey, Jesus, we're hungry, give us food. Mm. He recognizes they have a need, and he fulfills that need. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's an important lesson for life. I really do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, we, we, we see people sometimes who have a need, and maybe we have to do a better job of just recognizing that and helping them before they even ask. Mm. So I think that's something I learned from that photograph, and, and maybe I see in that gospel that I, that I never saw before. Um, someone this week also gave me a book to take a look at, and, and it kind of brought the same story. It, it, it's a story about a, a person who grew up in the South, um, was mistreated and so forth. His family had nothing. Um, he, he thought about religion a little bit. He thought about becoming a Christian but then he saw people's actions didn't necessarily jive with, with their words, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, this kind of thing where, you know what, I'm not sure that I want to be one of those people because they really don't practice what they preach. Mm. And, and he tells a story about this one Thanksgiving day. Uh, again, their family had nothing. Uh, so for Thanksgiving for them would have been just eating like any other day, what little bit they had. And someone knocks on the door, and they open the door, and it's a woman, and the woman has a bag full of um, all kinds of food and a turkey and all the fixings and just gives them this bag of food. This woman, they never saw her before. They never saw her after. She just said, I think that you might want to have this. And she gave them this food. And they, this person says, who wrote the book, he says, he, he, it was one of the incidents or occurrences in his life that led him to the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman left a little pamphlet about, you know, being, being a Christian, a Catholic, and the food and things that she gave. Because in her, he saw what Jesus would be like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something, that little incident led him to... Uh, to become a Catholic. So, you know, we put these kind of incidents together and we say to ourselves, can we do a better job of recognizing the needs of people mm. without someone having to ask us for help? Mm. And very it's a often, message. it is, and very often people, uh, like you said, there's a level of um, embarrassment, I guess, and you could go mm-hmm. to someone and say, gee, I know, I know you lost your job and everything, let me know if you need something. The person's right. probably not going to say anything, or can I get you anything? No, 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 we'll be fine. But if you just went over there with a box of toys for the kids, or coats for the winter, or whatever it might be, canned goods, just mm-hmm. just do it. Because if you ask them, what do you need, they're probably not going to say. That's, that's, that's exactly right. And that's what occurred to me. You know, I was mentioning that, you know, as, as I get older, you, you start to think about your mortality a little mm-hmm. bit more. You start to realize that there are things that you want to leave other people with. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just money or possessions. But I, and I saw that picture of, of my mom and my grandmom, and I said, what a beautiful lesson they left me with that I didn't even realize they were leaving me with that lesson. And it makes me ask the question of myself, what lessons am I leaving with my children? Mm -hmm. What lessons am I leaving with other people who I meet so that hopefully somehow it influences them more in life? Um, You know, so maybe we just have to be more conscious of that. 
I think, in our lives. At least I'm trying to be. You know, Deacon, you talk about uh, as we get older, we start to, as Father Groeschel, God rest his soul, used to say, we we see the lights at the exit ramp coming up, <laughs> getting ready for that. You know, we know it's like coming. That. Yeah, we know, we know we're on our way. You see you're driving down the highway and see the exit sign. Um, but you're right. We, we begin to think more and more about, you know, I obviously, you know, at, at almost 66 years old, I, I, a lot more of my life is behind me than ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know that we're all headed in the same direction. But it is something as you go through, especially this this time in our lives, you know, as, as seniors, um, yes. that we are in a situation where people are, we, Cheryl and I was talking about people who are afraid uh, of the epide- the pandemic, the, the virus, and, you know, we, we know that it has a very harsh effect on, on, on older people. Um, so what, what are you finding in, 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 in your own spirituality? Because you mentioned about, you know, again, as we get older, is there anything that you, you find yourself doing more of or less of uh, in, in preparing for that transition? Um, I don't know if I'm doing consciously anything more or less. What I am doing is, is, is drawing more from things that people have told me or have taught me and try to see where they bring me comfort and peace to look forward. For example, the story I just told about mom and grandma, mm-hmm. I, also came, I also came up across a picture of dad. And um, my father was a blue-collar worker. He worked at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. He was a machinist, hard worker, fifth-grade education because he had to go to work to help uh, his parents during during that particular time. Um, so I, I saw this picture of him, and it made me think of something that didn't mean a lot to me but means more to me now. He used to say to me, Anthony, keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate things. I found that afterwards he really learned that. It, working at the shipyard, the Navy at that time had the, the KISS mentality, you know, keep it simple. Right. He would change it from keep it simple, stupid, to keep it simple, son. He'd say, keep mm-hmm. it simple, son. Yeah. And, and the philosophy was don't overcomplicate things. And that's something he would always tell me, don't overcomplicate things. And now it's starting to make more sense to me. Um, you know, I, I think about scripture. I think about recently, like uh, last week, the week before, whatever it might be, where we're hearing in the Gospels about Jesus saying the kingdom of heaven is like, and he says it's like a mustard seed, very, very simple, very small. Um, it's like a pearl. It's like these simple things. He doesn't give us this big, grandiose uh, thought about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. He tells us in simple simple terms. It's this. Don't overcomplicate it. Look towards heaven. Look towards uh, God's comfort. Look towards helping other people. Do the simple things in life, and you will be prepared for those more difficult decisions that are going to happen as we do get closer to that exit, <laughs> that exit <laughs> ramp, okay, that's <laughs> coming ahead. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm drawing on some of those things more specifically. I'm looking at um, the lessons that I've learned in life that just are very, very supported by what we learn in Scripture. Mm. I find myself getting a little bit more mellow as I get older. Like the, the, oh, the, really? The, the, yes. 
Yes, I've told you that over and over again. <laughs> but you know, it, it, okay on that one. <laughs> snagged. I got caught. No, um, but I find myself that things that used to really bother me don't really bother me as much anymore. It's like, well, why bother? With surely, I even say sometimes if we, yes. if we if we start to argue, we say it's pointless. We're just too old to even start arguing. This. <laughs> we don't have the energy. We don't have the, the gusto we used to have. When we when we right. fought. We're like, okay, well, yeah, we don't fight anymore. It's just not worth it. We're too old. There's a lot, and there's a lot of truth to that. There really yes. is because you know what? Even though you might be becoming more mellow, do you find that you're also more? Opinionated in a good way. You're not afraid to say what you need to say to yeah, someone you think a... <laughs> you should say it to. <laughs> no, no, you're right. But see, my father was always like that, even yeah. in his younger years. He he didn't. He was not a very very diplomatic. But uh, you're right. As you get older, you figure you know. And I think you made a point earlier that even as we age, we do get wiser. And there is a, there is great there is great wisdom as as you as you age because and you know young people don't always like to hear that. But it's it's a fact. I mean, mm-hmm. we do well, get just life experience, you know. And, mm-hmm. uh, yes. Right. And, and and you know what? We now have the opportunity to share, and I think that's the important thing. But yeah. the life experiences that we've gained, the wisdom that we've gained, is a great time for us to be able to share it with other people mm-hmm. who they may not get it today, but years from now they might get it and say, "I remember when right. Jim said, or when Cheryl said, or when Deacon Anthony said." Right. Wow, that means a lot. Mm-hmm. And I love this. Now, I'm picturing this activity. You know, we have uh, more time on our hands. We're, we're not out mm-hmm. at the movies or where all those other things that are maybe closed. Um, to go to the closet and take down that shoebox of old photos mm-hmm. and just sit there and, you know, pray over those maybe that we have disconnected with or that, that have gone before us. And, um, and th- have those memories and say, what did that person bring into my life that that is still with me now or that you need to kind of revive and review and refresh. I think it's a beautiful way to spend some time. Amen. I love it. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it well, it was your do. idea. It was your it was, idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I thought it sounded familiar. <laughs> Great idea, Deacon. Great idea. Give us something. To, now give us something to do over the weekend. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Instead of go. moving the furniture again. <laughs> now, at, at, one, at one point, I tell Cheryl, we just sit down. Stop moving around so much. I know. Oh, no. <laughs> if I tell you, and, 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 I, and I mean it, this is, this is seriously true. We literally moved every room. The dining room became the family room. We literally shifted furniture into rooms. And my wife said to me, just because when they built the house, they said this was the dining room. That doesn't mean it has to be the dining room. Okay. You rebel, you. Wow. Wow. Now we know. Getting feisty in this old age. That's right. That's right. Hey, Deacon, how are things at, at the in parish life these days for you? you is, are things? I know it's very, it's still, you know, things are not normal, obviously, but how are they going for you as far as your parish life goes? As far as well, people you coming? know, it, it, it's going very, very well. Uh, we, we've we've done what every other parish has done, or just like other parishes, and we've instituted the all the social distancing and the masses and so forth, and mm-hmm. we've been live streaming masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're starting to do more live streamed events. Uh, so that we can we can again help people spiritually. Good. We're finding that the numbers are small, but they're growing every week. Oh, good. Um, and that's good to see. <clears throat> We're finding that the communication that we've developed uh, over the last number of months with everyone has really helped us to still understand what their needs are and try to help them in many ways. So, 
you know what? In spite of what's going on, there are many good things happening, mm-hmm. and we're glad to be able to help in those ways. So, well, you know, we're going to continue to move forward and try to provide or try try to provide for the needs mm-hmm. of everyone as best as we can. And mm-hmm. and and you know, thank God that, that we have the opportunity to do that. That's right, Amen. Well, Deacon, again, we want to thank you as always. It's always a great joy to talk with you and have you join us, and we look forward to our next visit. Uh, real soon. But uh, in the meantime, uh, have a safe and uh, happy rest of your weekend. And uh, thanks for being with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys are so much fun. Look forward <laughs> to speaking to you again. Okay. God bless you. Thanks, Deacon. God bless you. Thank God, you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, friends, and you stay where you are. We're going to be back in just a minute. This is Monsignor John Kozar, National Director of the Pontifical Mission Societies in the United States. My visits to the missions center most appropriately around the celebration of the Eucharist. These masses often take place in small, humble chapels. The poorest of the poor are my congregation. But instead of praying only for themselves, they include the needs of their own families and the needs of others around the world. At Mass, no matter the location, we join with the poor of the world as brothers and sisters in Christ. It's the ultimate family experience, and it's a lesson from the missions. Brought to you by the Pontifical Mission Societies. To learn more about becoming a missionary right where you are, visit our website at onefamilyandmission.org. Remember, if you're baptized, you're a missionary. Through prayer and sacrifice, in word and witness, we're all part of this one family in mission. Gospels did not start the church. The church started the Gospels. The church did not come out of the Gospels. It was the Gospels that came out of the church. The church preceded the New Testament, not the New Testament, the church. Men did not believe in the resurrection because the gospel said there was a resurrection. The gospel writers wrote down the story of the crucifixion, for example, and the resurrection because they believed it. Now in like manner, the church did not come to believe in the virgin birth because the gospels tell us there is a virgin birth. It was because the living word of God in his mystical body, the church already believed it, and they set it down in the gospels. Listen to Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen every Sunday morning at 7.30, right here where you are family, Domestic Church Catholic Radio. All right, friends, just a few minutes left. Uh, I want to thank Deacon Anthony, as Don't always. Don't you love a joy. him? Yeah, he's, he's him. a wonderful, wonderful man, holy man. And, uh, and don't hurt yourself moving furniture. That's right. My goodness. <laughs> Rearranged all the rooms. We've not done that. <laughs> no. Can you see you going downstairs in the dark and kind of forgetting and tripping over the dining room table or yeah, something? Yeah, right? Things aren't where they're supposed to be. Um, oh, but uh, Deacon will be back. Uh, he comes here on a regular basis. So. Mm-hmm. Thank Always you, nice Hernando, for calling in. Hernando, and... our winner from uh, Name That Catholic Tune from Freehold. And then Leanne uh, Thiemann, who has written this wonderful series, Everyday Catholicism, The Chicken Soup for the Soul. I don't, I don't think I've ever really read any of the chicken soup books. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah? We had one, and it was obviously a Christian one. Yeah. And I forget the title, you know, Chicken Soup for What? I don't remember. Oh. 
I think it was like to de-stress at work. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's what it was. Oh, really? And then I gave one to Angela, like chicken soup with your cat. When you're living in New York? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Chicken soup for when you live in the city? <laughs> oh, boy. That would have to be 12 volumes. <laughs> no, it had something to do with kittens. Oh. So you probably would not have read that one. Nope. But, but uh, we'll read these now. We have yeah. two. We have two of the same or two yeah, different. Yeah, and you know, I wonder if I got in the past because they're pretty good about sending us oh. all their new, the new material. That yes. we have volume two and three here. Oh, okay, good then. We could so we're missing volume one and volume four is not out yet. Mm-hmm. But maybe volume one's at the back in the back it there could somewhere. Possibly, be. you know, maybe it did come. We just didn't didn't grab it. Yes. Very um, good. Thank you, Leanne. Keep up the good work. Yes. Yes. And, and thank all of you for tuning in. And, and don't listen. forget, friends, that the prayer cards are free. If you want to pray for the U.S., you can write to us by going to our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. Scroll your cursor over the uh, prayer link at a menu drops down. Click on Prayer for the United States. Give us your name and address and tell us how many you want, and we'll be happy to send them out to you. Beautiful 4 by 6 laminated prayer card, this prayer that was prayed originally in 1959 at the dedication of the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C., mm. a prayer for the United States. And we do need prayer. You know, you've heard we've been talking a lot today about uh, the pandemic and all the things that are happening there. And it just we just really need prayer to pray this away, get it out of here and uh, give people hope. You know, I think a lot of people are, are angry. A lot of people are uh, confused, they're down, mm. and the morale them. is low right. of the country, the, the country's morale is low, yeah. um, you know, and people who are out of work, not sure, some people who will not have a job to go back to, you know, right. it's just a horrible thing. Mm. Uh, but we know that the Lord is in charge, and so we have to have faith and trust in him that uh, he'll, he'll get us out of this. But one way to do that is to pray. And mm. again, the prayer cards are available to you. I ordered 5,000 of them. So, Just like uh, the loaves and the fishes. That's right. Five. That's right. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. You're right. The five five thousand. So you get and a free loaf of bread. The with best every thing card. I like about that gospel is when the apostles say to Jesus, "The people are hungry. They have nothing to eat." And Jesus says, "Well, you get them some tea, mm-hmm. because it's our responsibility, you know." Yes. And, and, and He'll work he through us. So that's right. He'll work through us. So, okay, gotta go. There's the music. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, Bruce will be here Monday at three o'clock for Come to the Throne. Yes. I'll be back on Tuesday, God willing. So have a great, great rest of your weekend. Thanks for being with us. God bless you. Bye now.